From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome to the program on this Monday morning. Hope that you have been doing absolutely fabulous and um, are excited for the week ahead. Of course, it is Women's Month. It's Women's Week. It's Women's Day on Wednesday, commemorating the 1956 uh, Women's March. So uh, it is uh, part of the programming that we have uh, with us today, and um, it's going to be very interesting. I hope, as always, in a few moments, we're going to be checking in, uh, as we do regularly this time uh, of the month, uh, as we have our cultural feature with Alistair Anderson. He is our cultural um, cultural uh, guy, person, whatever you like to to call him, uh, and he is going to be talking to us about what is on the landscape out there that um, would be of interest, and there's some women's uh, elements there as well, so that's very interesting, as well as what else are we talking about? We're going to be talking about Israel and Saudi Arabia, what is going on there, uh, very interesting discussions in the midst of everything else that's going on in the Middle East, we're seeing lots of chatter about the Saudi-Israel relationship, and I want to talk to you about the economy today as well. I'm going to be finding out what are you not giving, what are you giving up at the moment for, because of the economy? The, lots of interesting uh, articles about the nice to have economy going away, people being more basic about how they're doing things. I want to hear from you about that, what you are giving up because you need to stretch a couple of rands and extra cents. And uh, because it is Women's Day and Women's Month, we're also going to be looking at the movie Golda, uh, starring Heron Mirren, uh, which is coming out soon. Uh, and uh, obviously uh, one of Israel's uh, most famous prime ministers. So all of that to look forward to on the show today. And But to start off with, uh, as I say, we do have uh, with us as we always do, uh, Alistair Anderson, who is our cultural correspondent. Alistair, welcome to Chai Pam. Hi, Benji. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you for being with us, uh, as always. Now, Alistair, for a long time on this segment, we have bemoaned the fate of uh, the cinematic uh, movies and uh, people not getting bums on seats in movie theaters, uh, and that has been... Completely and utterly taken out, turned on its head, whatever you like, uh, by the Barbenheimer phenomenon. Uh, so we have to talk about it. Yeah, so, so Barbie has become a, a billion dollar movie, which is insane. It's, like, it's the most successful movie now made by a, a woman director ever. Um, and I think it's because uh, the, the brand is so strong. Uh, the whole idea of a Barbie is just it resonates with so many people, not just women, but. Yeah, it's it's kind of phenomenal what it's done. Um, I, Mattel, so the company that obviously makes Barbie, now wants to make a Barbie universe, um, cinematic universe. What I, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that Barbie is actually invented by a Jewish person, 
and uh, Oppenheimer was a Jewish guy also and that movie has been incredibly successful so yeah two movies have suddenly saved cinema this year very very interesting let's talk about Oppenheimer for uh, for a moment obviously spoiler alert and whatnot uh but how did you find it Alyssa what did you think that's phenomenal um I think it's I think it's sure I, I would say the Dark Knight uh, was Christopher Nolan's best film but I think it's better Obviously different, you know, the, the Dark Knight is obviously a, a Batman movie, uh, you know, it's superheroes, it's entertainment, it's a crime caper, but Oppenheimer is like a, like a you know, it's, it's a commentary on the human condition again, and it's just, yeah, it's just out, it's completely, um, beautifully filmed, uh, Cillian Murphy must get, get an Oscar for this, and I think Robert Downey Jr. will get his Oscar finally, a supporting actor. Um, yeah, just brilliant, brilliant filmmaking. Christopher Nolan's finally managed to kind of, you know, get the heartstrings right. Like he, he's got that human kind of emotion come through. He's managed to do that in his movies. It's not just you know incredible visuals and story, but he's managed to do everything with this film. Very, very interesting. Yes, and I think uh, it, it does. It does do it. I, I did find it a little bit overwrought sometimes, but sometimes a little bit complicated. I wasn't impressed with the way that they did the physics, but it definitely is an epic story that's told very epically. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's based on a very good book, um, American Prometheus, and um, which won the, the Pulitzer, etc., which is very dense. Um, but I think that is Christopher Nolan. So I think if you can get your head past the denseness, I mean, it's a three-hour movie, you know, it's an epic, then I, then I think, yeah. I think it's a very enjoyable three hours of your time, and I just think people should watch it because we are moving into a world where you know the, the right is becoming more powerful again. Um, there are lunatics out there. You don't have to look very far in South Africa politically. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm not saying nuclear war is going to come, but it seems like every I don't know how many years people think maybe we should just drop a bomb. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it has, it definitely has been, uh, something that, um, will, it, it's something that's been on the agenda with the Ukraine-Russia war, uh, once again. So that is, uh, certainly, certainly something. Now, of Bobby, a mistake that people have made is that it's not actually for young children. It does have a PG-13 label attached to it. Uh, so it's also got a bit of, uh, adult, uh, uh element to, to the movie as a whole. Yes, so, so I think that's what people need to realize is, um, there are many Barbie movies, which are like cartoons, so they have, you know, the Barbie character. But this movie is kind of for people, for, I suppose it's for adults, it's for, you know, teenagers, people who've grown up with Barbie, etc. So it's, it obviously has, you know, it, it makes social commentary also. Um, there's a whole idea of wokeness. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's woke in different ways. Um, yeah, so, so maybe don't take your eight-year-old to it, but... Um, just a really cool movie. I think it's a, it's a movie, it's a movie about feminism. It's a movie about the modern world. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing. I, I mean, Greta Gerwig would never make a movie that didn't have like a proper feminist message. I mean, that's what she does. She made Lady Bird, incredibly talented director. Um, she's married, she's married to Noah Baumbach. And if you know Noah Baumbach, he did The Squid and the Whale. Okay. Uh, yeah, so. So it's also, it's also it's a fairly awesome. deep movie in and of its own, yeah. uh, right. I mean, I think Brian Gosling's going to get an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor because it's just, you know, every now and then Hollywood tries to award someone for like a kind of out there role. I mean, Heath Ledger was nominated for Dark Knight and I think, um, you know, and then he won posthumously. And I think this is what happened here is that Gosling will get nominated for this. 
probably lose to Robert Downey Jr., but get nominated. Maybe Margot Robbie. I mean, she's been nominated before. So I think there's, there's a lot of clout and talent and ideas and stuff uh, kind of behind Barbie, and I think that's a good thing. And it's, it's nice that it wasn't just like a, a forgettable film. It's actually something that you'll talk about. Um, and it, it really pissed off quite a few people. I mean, we saw Ben Shapiro was burning Barbie dolls because he just didn't like uh, a strong feminist message in it. And he says how it kind of changes his his living ideals. So, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of debating around it, but it's a good thing. Interesting. We're talking to Alistair Anderson today. We're going to be moving off, uh, moving off the movies in a moment uh, and chatting um, chatting to Alistair about other cultural uh, activities more in the real world just after this. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM with our cultural correspondent Alistair Anderson. And we're doing very much a, a Woman's Day special, actually, uh, uh, Alistair. I didn't quite uh, plan it this way, but it definitely is a lot of going on because We've suddenly seen this explosion of women's sports really into uh, the big public eye. Not that we didn't have it before, but in this week, in the South African context, we've had uh, both the Netball World Cup and uh, a lot more interest, I think, than before in Banyana Banyana's uh, Soccer World Cup uh, and even a lot of uh, women's cricket going on. So uh, do you think that there's been a shift uh, in, in the interest in women's sports? I think there has, but I think it's only because um, the public has kind of made an effort. You know, again, um, obviously having the the Nepal World Cup in Cape Town helped, and they put it on TV. But there should have been way more promotion around it. Um, I really think the you know the government should do so much more for women's sport. There should be way more advertising from the SABC. It's kind of embarrassing the lack of it. Um, and then obviously the soccer World Cup's been going on, and you know Banyana Banyana managed to get to the second round, which is fantastic. No men's team has ever done that in South African men's football. Yeah, and they lost in the Netherlands 2-0 yesterday, which is the Netherlands were a finalist at the 2019 World Cup, so nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, but yeah, do you think, again, and it's sad, but I think the SBC and the government don't actually know what their people want, and they actually want to watch women's sport and support it, and they're not as patriarchal as the government is. So I think it's just been a natural thing. People take an interest in it. Uh, I've been following the world, um, you know, netball and football. And obviously, cricket's been on. We had the Ashes, women's Ashes also. Yeah, and I think it's fantastic that it's, it's being screened. I mean, it is interesting. I was thinking about it the other day, about the nature of women's sports and, and, and where it is in the society, because I kind of felt like in some sports, they've gotten the element of, of women's participation much more mainstream than in others. Uh, the, the Women's World Cup, obviously, in the soccer has been around for a while uh, and and uh, relatively well-known, obviously not compared to the men's one. But certainly things like tennis, uh, you know, women's participation, even though there have been some controversies around how people have paid, uh, certainly, you know, women's participation is seen as, as high profile. But then in other sorts of sports, it just doesn't seem to be, certainly cricket lagged very far behind. Uh, when it when it came to women's participation, so it, it, it's not a one size fits all when it comes to uh, a woman's participation in sport. No, definitely not. Um, and and I think you, you, you need to market it the right way. You need to look at which sports are popular, put more money into them, and that's what happens with men's sport. That's why you know football make get makes so much money because um, it's just massive marketing now. Yeah, I, mean, I just think we need more of that. But if, if you want to look at a, a country that does it right, you look at Australia. They won the 
Netball World Cup, and there's a reason they won it. You know, they've been managing sports so well for so long. Um, you know, all the way back to 2000, and they had the Sydney Olympics. And look, just look how good Australia's been at women's sport. And, you know, I think that's a, a marker that South Africa should follow. Even the States with their football, you know, they got knocked out yesterday on penalties. I mean, I, I don't know. The, the, the whole pay argument is um, how much money does the sport generate? So look at basketball and it makes ridiculous money. That's why those guys make so much money. Maybe the women don't necessarily have to make the same that they make, you know, because it's, do they, they do they generate the same money? Because it's sports of business at the end of the day. But as I said, I think, we are so far behind um, managing sport. I mean, I don't know if any of your listeners could name every player in the Banyan uh, Banyana side. I can't, and that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I think it certainly is, and certainly good to see. And and I think a, a bit of a missed opportunity with the Netball World Cup. Uh, I, you know, I was down in Cape Town last week, and I thought, no, let me go. Maybe I'll go support the Netball World Cup. I knew some people there. And the ticket prices were sort of outrageous. It was like 700 rand for the cheap seats. And uh, and then they were playing to empty stadiums, and apparently that's because the price was set by World Netball. And it just like not uh, if you're trying to grow the sport, uh, and it is a sport that's played very widely at the school level in South Africa. Uh, it, it just really kind of prices out precisely that uh, market of young people who would be nagging their parents to to go and see a World Cup. That's very. You know, I didn't realize the prices are so high. It's very disappointing because, um, you know, as you know, the people have been playing netball at school in South Africa for you know forever. Uh, so it really should be accessible. They should have. They should have had you know goals from schools being taken there, like you know discount tickets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So again, you know, SA Sports kind of misses the, the ball. I'm just. I'm sorry to harp on about it, but I just think it's shocking. Um, I remember last time when Banyana Banyana won. The Women's African Cup of Nations, the Minister of Sport was congratulating himself and saying he's done so much and people were booing him because he'd done almost nothing for the sport. And, you know, cause we still live in a situation where our professional female athletes have to like raise money to go and play overseas. They don't really get salaries, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, yeah, it's shocking. Um, sure. We're okay. just in a way better organization at a sports level. Let's see what happens at the Olympics, but I'm not, I'm not holding thumbs. Yeah, very, very interesting. Now, moving on to things uh, slightly more cultural, talk to us about park life. So, on the, I think it's the 26th of August, park life is at Emerentia Dam, so that's a music festival. Um, that's coming again, and we've got Short Straw playing, I think Matthew Moll's also playing, a number of bands. So, yeah, live music's kind of coming back as, as the weather gets warmer, um, which I think is a great thing. That's great. And a lot of, uh, I've been seeing a lot of these sort of, as you say, these festivals, a sort of local, uh, rock kind of, uh, groups that are, are coming and playing, Black Cat Bones, these types, uh, the, uh, 4AM, these kind of bands. Uh, so there, there definitely does seem to be a bit more life coming back to music all of a sudden as well. Yeah, I, I, again, I think, um, there's, there's demand, right? And maybe the organizers kind of underestimate it. There's a, a lot of South Africans want to watch live music. We, we do like going out. We do have good weather for this. We do have the space. So it's kind of coming back. It's, it has been very cold this winter. Um, but you know, now we're in August, so we, we're kind of shifting out of it. This weekend now would have been Opikopi, but unfortunately that doesn't happen anymore. <clears throat> but I think there's, there's scope for new festivals, new events. Um, even even these international acts, you can come to Pretoria to the, the Sunbet um, Arena there, Times Square. 
a lot of them are kind of has-beens. I mean, Ryan Adams is coming now again, but it's, it gets sold out because people want to be entertained in South Africa, and I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, and anything we can do to support our local, um, our local art scene, uh, and, and we actually have in Johannesburg a sort of comparative advantage for that kind of music. It's great outdoors, um, kind of stuff. And, and, and I think it's very, yeah, it's, it, it is a, Joburg is actually a great place for music festivals. So something that we should be leveraging more. Uh, Alistair, um, that is, yeah, that is interesting on, on the side of that. What about escape rooms? Uh, kind of went through a bit of a phase. Are they still, still popular? Yeah, so they're, they're kind of, they're kind of coming back. Um, there's, there's one near Craig Hall and then there's another one out, I think, in right four ways. Um, so that whole idea of escape room where you go with your friends, they kind of lock you in a room and then there's instructions and you have to kind of get out. And it's like a, you know, I don't know, I suppose you're kind of playing a little movie. And I, um, I think it's becoming popular again. Again, I think it's weather. I think in winter, people just don't want to go out. But as it warms up, people are, are playing these different games. And it's, it's great. And hopefully that, you know, they can just create more of these businesses. Because we need, I think we need more of that. Less Netflix and more, you know, creative outlets. And then lastly, just on the, on, on the side of sport, ragingly popular has become paddle. And I suppose now, as you say, weather dependent, people are starting to get back out there. Uh, I know a few physios have been very happy about the advent of pedal because, uh, people not as fit as they should have been, uh, playing the game and getting hurt. So just make sure you're off it. But, but it is a, a kind of a, a fun game that, uh, has, is, is very popular at the moment. Yeah. So, so pedal is the fastest growing sport in the world. Um, it's, for, for those who don't quite know, it's a little bit like tennis, but it's on a smaller court and four people play at once. So it's like, you know, each corner of the, of the court. Um, and you play with like a paddle. And a friend of mine said it's kind of like, oh, he said old man tennis, but basically if you're over 30 and you, you know, we can't move so much like you used to in tennis, you can play paddle. And yeah, it's, it's had an explosion, um, all over the world, but, uh, especially here. Uh, there are courts all over the place. People are building them. Uh, there's one by Discovery, for example. Uh, they cost, cost about a million rands to build a court, but it's very, very popular. If you just go past Pirates near where I stay, you'll see people playing up to like 11 at night on a weekday. So yeah, it's, it's great that there's an, also an app which people use and then they could just have a quick game of paddle and meet other people. So very nice, social, healthy, <coughs> popular. Cool thing. My sister went to the World Cup last year in paddle, which was played between Argentina and Spain, and they're in Dubai. So, <coughs> yeah, it's it's a very accessible sport, which is just taking off. Well, there you go. If you want to look at something new, fresh, and fun uh, on uh, your your exercise regime, if you haven't tried paddle, you can try that as well. Alistair, thank you so much for joining us on the new Blue Review, giving us uh, the rundown on the cultural landscape uh, to look out for at the moment. Thank you so much, Benji. Thanks a lot. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Alistair Anderson, he is our cultural correspondent, talking about... Uh, different musical festivals, movies, sporting things. And, and uh, because of that, uh, we're actually going to play one of the music mentioned. This is 4AM, local band, uh, and this is their song, Sirens.